welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Brooklyn View Photography, and I'm so excited to have you guys here. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. I'm so excited for this week's episode. We've got a wonderful guest. Her name is Megan Ely, and she is the owner of OFD Consulting. Megan shares her knowledge and advice about surprise and delight. So if you don't know what that is, this is the perfect podcast for you because Megan breaks it down in a really easy and tangible way. So a little bit more about Megan. She created her own company that marries her love of PR and weddings and helps wedding professionals take their businesses to new heights. You guys are going to love her. She's so awesome. Also, a few things before we begin. I wanted to let you know that coaching is now live. You can book your own one-on-one coaching call with me directly. I'm so excited about this opportunity, and I can't wait to give you a more personalized and detailed Tiwijane experience and answering all of your wedding photography questions. You can visit www.tiwijane.com to learn more and book your session today. If you like today's show, I would absolutely love for you to leave us a review on whichever platform you're listening on. Apple Podcasts is usually the best for reviews, so you just have to pop in there, write a review, and give us a five-star rating. We would really, really appreciate it. Don't forget to visit us at twitchanae.com to read our latest blog posts, join our newsletter, and our super fun Facebook group. So grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited to have you guys here. We've got a great guest today. We've got Megan. Can you say hi? How are you? I'm so thrilled that you're here. I'm like super pumped for today's episode because it's definitely a topic we haven't talked about before. But before we even dive in, let's tell everyone a little bit about you, um, your company, and how you got started. How much time do you have? No, now that I've hit hit the 10-year mark this month, so I really have to kind of condense it. So my background is actually in events. I got my start working in venues, and so I worked alongside photographers every single weekend during the season, sometimes in the off season. And I worked at some properties, hotels, country clubs, um, historic property. And then I made my way to, of course, right in the middle of the recession, which I don't necessarily recommend that route for people, but that's how the route found me. And so I started my company (laughs) 10 years ago. My background is actually in PR. Formerly, I went to school for it. And um, I used to do events, but I would beg them as long as I was, you know, exceeding sales goals that they would go and toss some marketing PR projects my way. Um, And then I went ahead and combine that love. And so really for the last 10 years, I've been working with wedding pros and I would say, gosh, easily minimally a quarter of my, my clients are always going to be photographers. And then we have of course, planners, venues, et cetera. And we work with them on their publicity, their marketing to really get in front of the right people, which is why I'm so excited about today's topic, which is really about how to smartly get in front of the right people 
you know, because it's such a crowded market. And so it's been awesome over the last 10 years. Um, and I'm also an educator. So you can find me on, on the road a lot of times speaking. I'm a wedding wire education expert. And, and I go a lot to the, some of the bigger conferences and a lot of the regional stuff too. So um, I like to talk. So I've been able to learn how to monetize all that talking. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that you you love to talk, you get paid I know, for it. It's so good. All those accolades <laughs> of like most talkative in my high school would actually amount to, to something in a career. <laughs> I love that. Is this to say that in your oh, yearbook? Girl, most talkative? It's, it's not good. in my yearbook, but it's in our <laughs> newspaper, which I saved. And then my oh, junior awesome. high yearbook has me also as most talkative. So I am a back to back winner, if you will. Um, if <laughs> the college, unfortunately, I could not get the hat trick because college did not have that like accolade. Um, which is a bummer, <laughs> but yes, it's in, oh, that's so funny. it's in writing in a few places. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, one of our, we've had, um, Leah on the podcast before and you guys represent her. Yes. Um, yeah. So it's exciting to kind of come full circle. Cause so I, I like texted her and I was like, Hey, you know, Maggie, she's like, yeah. I was like, Oh, she's going to be on the show. And she's like, Oh, that's mm-hmm. awesome. So I'm excited that, uh, the show is reaching oh, out to absolutely. normal people. That yeah, really I ran across you and I was like, Oh, we need to, I've never, I don't really, I've never dug in in the podcast world specifically for the needs of the photographers. So I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So let's, uh, I'm really excited about today's topic. Um, it's called surprise mm-hmm. and delight. And uh, I have, it's sort of something I've dabbled in here and there, but since we're, you're the expert in it, you know, I want you sort of, can you give everyone listening an explanation of what it actually sure. is? Well, what's funny is as I define it, I'm sure your listeners, several of or many of them will listen and say, oh, I'm already doing that. I just didn't know there was a definition for that. So just preparing all yeah. of your listeners. Um, so surprisingly, <laughs> I came across, like to define it, kind of to explain the story is, um, it's actually, I figured out and learned more about it through my husband who works for a bank and we were doing one of our daily downloads where I'm kind of talking about my stuff and he does and he starts talking about surprise and delight this is a bunch of years ago surprise and delight and I finally stopped him and said listen wait wait, what like you need to define this for me and he basically said this it's essentially when you create a pocket of opportunities where you're it's literally with the definition you surprise whether it's clients those in a position like influencers those in a position to refer business to you and you create this opportunity to um, surprise them in a positive way to really make an impactful sort of marketing message to them. Like in that very, it really helps with building relationships. So, you know, you're doing something where, for example, you know, back in the day when I worked in events and venues and catering, it would be like upgrading a, a, an hors d'oeuvre and that's unexpected. Or, I mean, there's so many different ways that you could do that. Or, you know, there's different things like maybe you sign a contract with someone and instead of just being like, yay, you've signed, you send them a little packet of confetti to throw in the air you know it's just little things that are unexpected um that cause really that kind of positive interaction between two people right mm-hmm. right yeah I, yeah I love that and like what are and what would be some of the benefits sure so well first of all one of the biggest benefits is it comes naturally to people who are in the world of hospitality whether you're a photographer or, or otherwise because I'm sure you have people who listen from other walks of life as well um in hospitality we tend to be uh we have a flair for the dramatic and we tend to be people pleasers <laughs> and so in and they're creative as well and so one it's it one of the biggest benefits is it's simply a low-hand hanging fruit for people because once you 
kind of hear what it is and you go, oh, I could really do some surprise and delight campaigns for, for folks that you find that's with more within reach. But there's a few other benefits, of course, as well. It's a great way to introduce yourself to people. I hear this a lot from people, especially in, I mean, photography, wedding professionals, as a whole, all of that is a very crowded market wherever you go. And so it's a wonderful way to introduce yourself to people. Let's say you want to break into some new venues. Let's say you want to break in with some event planners. Maybe you're doing more corporate photography and you want to get in with them and speaking from the side of a venue who we were constantly being pitched people saying oh I want to be on your list like that's the worst way the worst way to go about it is to reach out and want to set up a coffee date because I don't have time to sit down and drink coffee and talk about how I should be using you instead use surprise and delight to get in front of people for the first time to really you know kind of cause a sensation there and say oh I I, this is something to talk about so that's one of them um it's really a great way just to introduce yourself to different markets new to you people it's wonderful for and I know this sounds dramatic but bouncing back from crisis which people I'm a solopreneur. I'm never going to face crisis. But even the best people, unfortunately, end up with a bad review, even if it's not warranted. And so it's a great way to change the conversation about what it is that you're doing. If you're seeing that maybe you're getting a little bit of negative press or maybe a negative review that's kind of eating at you. Um, But it's also great because it really, a couple big things about it is it elevates the experience of working with you, especially if you're focused on surprise and delight for your customers in particular. And so to be able, we all want to work smarter, not harder. Very few people I talk to are like, oh, I'd love to do more volume and make exactly the same amount of money I'm doing now. I mean, nobody, nobody wants to do that. And so the (laughs) idea of you really elevating that experience of working with you from beginning, middle and end so that you have lifelong, you know, people who are going to refer business to you, they're willing to pay a little bit more to work with you. That does make a difference, but it also increases engagement with customers as well and when you increase engagement you have happier customers you have customers um, more likely to sing your praises as well Um, I have this great example back in the day when I was studying surprise and delight more formally where you've got Kleenex right we all we all think we use Kleenex but we use Puffs Plus tissues we use Target brand and you think to yourself oh like you know they don't have any competitors but you, you walk into a Target which I do several times a week and <laughs> so I'm sorry. I'm the only one. <laughs> and we realized that there's just such a plethora of other people out there. And so what Kleenex did one time in a surprise and delight campaign is that they found 50 people online on social media complaining about being sick, which is very easy to find because that's what we do is we complain about being sick. And they got their mailing addresses, requested them, and then sent them these really great little packages that were get well soon packages. And of course, people went nuts for them. They put it, they paired it with a hashtag. It was all over social media. And so then you see customers with that increased level of interaction and it does make a difference. That's awesome. Oh gosh. Yeah. That's really cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. So I I know I'm already thinking about new questions to ask you, but let's go into this one because I feel like uh, I'm all about tangible tips and actionable advice. And you know, how would, how would you recommend we uh, start off implementing surprise and delight um, into our wedding photography. Absolutely. Business. First, you have to get into the real unsexy stuff, which everyone always thinks peer and marketing. And it's like, oh, that's like the fun part of my business. I'm like, well, 
not to brag, but if you work with me, it's probably not going to be fun at all for a while because uh, we're going to have to really <laughs> dig in here. Um, and so you want to start with your goals and really ask yourself in wedding photography, what has to happen in order for this to be a success? Because the fact of the matter is, no matter what time of year someone's listening to this, like right now we're in the throes of wedding season, but really there's no off season. Off season is engagement season. And that's when it's busy in a different sort of way. And so it's a really great chance for you to ask yourself, like, if I'm going to spend the time doing this, what do I hope to accomplish? Who do I want to target? And for your purposes, for your listeners, you either want to talk about doing a little bit of surprise and delight for your clients. So it could be your engaged couples. Maybe you take a look at really the workflow with them, the planning experience over that six to 12 months to 18 months you have with them and say, are there two to three points where I can do a little dash of a surprise and delight for them? Whether I send them, you know, my Starbucks uh, QR code. And so it gives them a free coffee for the day or something. Or do I focus on maybe three to four planners, venues, something where I can introduce myself to them? Can I find a pain point and get in front of them? And so really ask yourself the hard questions. What are my goals in my business, PR, marketing, or otherwise? I'm at point A. Where do I want to be to get to point B? And what are the things that have to happen in order for that to be successful? Who am I targeting? And how does that align with my goals as well? Um, you know, to draw it on my own experiences, I'm sure we all know about the royal wedding of Meghan Markle and uh, Prince Harry, unless you were under a rock, you've probably heard that they got married. And so, yeah. and had a baby. Had a baby, had a baby. Which, you know, I'm always happy to come on and dis- so dissect cute. that with you, even though it's nothing <laughs> to do with your podcast. But I, I have. We're going to have a royal oh wedding God, episode coming up. Opinion. Yes. But anyways, so for us, we <laughs> wanted to do a surprise and delight campaign for members of the media. And the goal was, and we spent a load of money, which we usually don't. It's not about spending money in surprise and delight. It's about making that positive, like, kind of dash of surprise and delight versus, you know, spending a mint. But we were prepared to spend quite a bit to get in front of the writers leading up to the royal wedding. So they considered us not only for coverage, you know, to pull our experts in, but also future wedding articles as well. And we really had to sit down and narrow it down to 50 writers who were covering the royal wedding, but also have a history of the wedding beat so we weren't just spinning our wheels with people and spending all this money you know so it's like who made the most sense right. and what could we do with flair and how could we continue this to keep going and, and really maximize um i'm actually going tonight to uh the prsa the public relations society of america awards because we're being honored for that surprise and delight campaign which i don't say to by any means to brag but to show it's a year later and we're still leveraging that campaign and so you need to really get into the down and dirty of like what are my goals what needs to happen and then what resources do I have and that doesn't necessarily always mean cash flow that could mean how much time do I have to allocate because guys it takes 30 seconds to take a screenshot of a Starbucks app and load up your card versus working on some big welcome gift for people or or wedding emergency kit the week of or something like that so you really need to work through all that yeah, totally. I think, you know, and just to share what I do, um, when I book a new client uh, happily, I always send them um, a welcome gift and they don't know that it's coming. And it's full, like all a bunch of little goodies and some information. And the the response I get from that um, is always incredible. It's always thankful. It's always they're so excited to work with me. And I've always, I've always kept that. And then throughout the years, I've used to do um, like a, the end of like the wedding, like a thank mm-hmm. you, or um, I would send them uh, movie passes yeah. to sort of, uh, say, Hey, or take a, take a date night. 
But then I found that people, it's also this weird thing when like people, I don't do it for the thank you, but it's always nice to be acknowledged. And I always feel like the welcome gift always gets a nice acknowledgement and everything else after that does it. So it's like this weird. It's tough. It's like a weird well, thing, keeping right? keeping in mind the time when you're catching them as well. It's kind of like you're more than likely to get a yes at the beginning than at the end when they've got a million thank you cards and a million things going on and getting back. So, yeah, it really it, – it's almost like I tell people – and. I love what you're doing to your point here. Um, And I would tell people just be mindful that surprise and delight. It's not the same as like a thank you gift. It's more about maybe finding a pain point that's unexpected, like finding a pain point within the wedding planning process, whether you're a couple or maybe you're, you're a venue or planner and being the solution to that in a very unexpected way. You know what I mean? So it's like the, when I did venues and a photographer, which is very awesome of them, but they would end of the season, they'd send me a thank you basket. And of course I would say it'd probably be a brief thank you because my end of season goes right into the holiday season, but, and that's very generous, but then I would have who you know we did a lot of business with and then she would surprise us she'd grab our keys which I guess we're very trusting society in the wedding world I'm like here take them I'm too busy in the middle of my crazy holiday season she knows that I don't have time to enjoy baskets or going out to lunch or anything like that so she got our cars detailed because our pain point was our life crumbles during the busy season like nothing gets done and so that's when there was that point where I'm like oh oh my god thank you you know it just I don't know. You know what I mean? So it just kind of, yeah, yeah, that's so sweet. I'm not telling everyone they need to do that, but it's a good example of somebody (laughs) who recognized the pain point and was the unexpected solution to that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So what about like, how much money do you think is a good amount to spend? Like if you, let's say people listening are just starting out and they're just, Mm -hmm. we're introducing surprise and delight to them. They've never heard of it before. Like, what do you think like a good, amount would be like I, I think the starbucks cards are like or the qr codes is really good because you could do ten dollars yeah get two drinks yeah, absolutely. yeah exactly it does not take a lot of money now it can take as much money as you want don't get me wrong i mean there i i will say that it was <laughs> the cost of that surprise and delight for the media because it was like our one shot probably cost more than my first car when i was but now bear in mind my first car was 19 <laughs> 97 and it was like an old snowmobile cutlass sierra so we're not talking about like a porsche or anything but i probably spent more on that than i did on my on that little <laughs> car back in the day but at the beginning it's all about thoughtful details in no matter where you are in it so um the starbucks gift card i have to say i stole that idea so i should like like make sure i give credit jacob tau of who's a DJ in Florida, who's amazing when it comes to relationship building. And so he's really great at it. Like I remember watching him at a conference where there was, there was a group of bloggers sitting, we were at the table with him and there's a group of bloggers next to him and he bought them like a huge dessert to share. And it probably cost like 10, $15, but I was like, Oh, that's so slick, you know? But, um, you know, it can be literally two to $3. We're talking, You've booked a contract for me with me. I've gone ahead and hand DIY'd these little and guys make it eco friendly, please, to little confetti that you you mail to them so they can throw it up in the air and say, Yay, we're working together. I mean, that is such a cute less than a dollar plus postage thing you could be doing for people. Starbucks, yeah, the yeah. Starbucks. I don't like to do the gift cards just because um they always end up in spam. So that's why I like controlling it with the with the app as well. Plus I get points, let's be 
honest, I get a bunch of free coffees out of it. So <laughs> let's be practical. So you could literally spend less than five, ten dollars a person max on that. Now you can go and get someone's car detailed for a hundred dollars or whatever it costs in your market, but there's so much in between to that as well. And and to be able to work that into your pricing and and ask yourself, you know, it could be um, you know, the end of the season and you do a donation in people's name and it, I, there's just so many things that you could be. Yeah, oh, we, we yeah. actually do that. It's a little less of a surprise and delight, but around the holidays, we actually, um, we make donations to a lot of animal charities. A lot of our, our, our clients are animal lovers and it was just made more sense to do that than anything. But really, um, so the point is you can go as, as little as one or $2 a person and just make it very thoughtful. When I was um, just starting out my first probably six months of business, and I started my business rather abruptly, it was unexpected to start so soon. And I did these, um, my good friend Mark McIntosh very kindly allowed me to put out these little boxes that were at all the tables of, at the, there was a wedding show. And what's the pain point of like a bridal show is you're exhausted, you lose your voice, your feet hurt, all like the terrible things. And so what I did is he let me do a wedding show survival kit for each of the vendors. And I did um, some stuff in trade and then I bought wholesale. So I ended up spending, I mean, it sounds like a lot of money, but when you think of the value that came back in it, I think I spent like maybe three to $4 a box per person and put out a hundred of them, which is so much money for when I first got started, especially, but it was a, it completely changed the conversation about who I was and what I was doing. And you know what I mean? So you don't have to spend a time. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good to sort of reevaluate or evaluate, you know, what is important to you? Like, what do you want? Like if you're going to send out 10 planner gifts and they're like a hundred dollars each, you spend a thousand dollars, like, how many meetings do you get or how many weddings do they refer you? Like how, you know, spending a thousand dollars and then booking a $10,000 wedding. Like you can obviously work out that way. (laughs) If a hundred (laughs) dollars can make you $10,000, do that. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good return. Oh, it just goes back to tracking, you know, it's just making sure that when, because you, you ask that great question of like, how do you get started? What are those action items? It's like, make sure your contact form has, how did you hear about us? So you know how everyone's, you can track those referrals coming in, how you get your business, you know, track your name using TalkWalker alerts to make, see if you're getting on more vendor lists, things like that. So if you're tracking it, you can really answer that original question I, I mentioned, which is, um, you know, how do I know this will be a success? Wait a minute. Go back to what you said. What's a talk walker, <gasps> talk walker alert? alert? Well, I am about to change the life of people who shake their angry fist at Google alerts because Google alerts is, <laughs> is not working for anybody. And so talk walker, so T-A-L-K and then walker, W-A-L-K-E-R, talk walker alerts are um, the same as Google alerts, except thousand times better. So you just, it's free. You type in that into Google, ironically, and it will, the site will pop up and run a search, you know, keep a search running on your name and your company company name and I usually do it in quotation marks so you don't get like for me Megan Ely pops up versus every Megan hello Megan Markle in the world or whatever which really (laughs) threw off like everything when she kind of came on the scene with the same name um and then that's a good way to track like mentions online things like that yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome tip. Of course. Oh, thank you. Megan. I live by that's it. I, live, I actually <laughs> recommend it to my writer friends too, because they never know when their articles are going to go live. And I'm like, you should just like run an alert on your name and then it'll come up. Oh, that's so funny. I knew um, I was published in Brides, I think, uh, was it last summer? And 
they I got an email from Google that my name mm-hmm. popped up and it was before they even told me that the article oh, was live crazy. and I was like oh okay I guess it's published today 75%, that's awesome. I know we're not here to really talk PR but 75% of my writers have no idea when something goes live and I honestly we have a really type A system with a virtual assistant to catch all the articles so um but we often tell our writers when it goes live because they have no idea <laughs> so no surprise <laughs> that you didn't know <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, so now that we've put surprise and delight in the world and people are listening and are like, okay, this is good. I want to do it. And then they start doing it. Like, how do you gauge, you know, if it's actually working? It really does come back to, you know, again, putting those things into place ahead of time to track the successes. And you have to be realistic at the beginning. What do those successes look like? <clears throat> you know, for myself, like to go back to our wedding, like surprise and delight for Harry, Harry and Megan, I only, and I use this just as a quick example, you know, for us, we had to track how many articles were we're going live as a result, continued relationships over the year for a wedding photographer's purposes. They're going to want to say like, if the goal is, well, I want to get more business over time. And that could be a year guys. Cause really it, it's going to take some time. You guys know that weddings book way far out, but maybe in the first year, do you see an uptick in the number of referrals from X, Y, and Z? Are you doing more, more with X, Y, and Z venue in particular? Um, I would say, take a look at if you're working, um, if you're doing surprise and delight with your own couples, are you seeing more engagement on social media? Like, is there a hashtag that they're using surrounding your, you know, surprise and delight campaigns? Um, are you seeing uptick in referrals? If you are doing some some sort of client survey every year of satisfaction. Do you see an increase in this? Are you increasing your prices and not seeing people fight back? Which is a, there's a lot of elements that go into that, but it just really depends. Like you can decide that's the beauty of it, of how you want to measure it. Yeah. I love that. And, um, one of the surprise and delight things I did this year, um, and I got really good responses. I said all of my couples, pretty much for the last five years, a Valentine's Day. Oh, that's and they were, they were like, Oh, thank you. We miss you too. And it was just such yes. a nice, like it was something I wanted to do, but it was also like, it definitely had another purpose, which was don't forget about yes. me. I, you know, thinking about you. <laughs> if you know anybody getting married, exactly. you know, it's definitely like to come in, you know, cause you already, and I think it's also like about permission, like with your own past clients, like you already have permission to yes. contact them. Like, You've worked with them. Like, you can send them stuff just to be like, hey, how's it going? Work with so, you. Yeah. yeah. Work that was with like, who you have. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's the thing. Surprise and delight. Yeah. We're talking a lot about doing it in front of people who can send business to you and current clients. But you bring up a great point that surprise and delight works really, really well with couples after they've already been with you. Because um, there's a really great site called Splendid Insights. And she tracks every year. She has this great, like, survey. And it talks a lot about how, um, you know, customer acquisition and the wedding industry and things like this. And what we see, and I buy her report every single year religiously. And one of the best things I find every single time is what market you're in. One of the biggest lead referrals is online and offline referrals and from previous couples as well. So work that relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was, I'm doing this business coaching and, you know, they say it's easier to, you, you know, get um, your past clients you know, to buy from you again than it is to get yes. like new clients to like hire you. So for the way that I thought about it, I was like, well, I should reach out to them and just say, you know, how's it going? Like, you know, and see if they want to do something. And a couple of people were like, oh, we're having a baby. Let's do newborn yes. pictures. So you, you never want to like forget, you want to forget the people that help you get Absolutely. where you are. You know it's what I mean? <laughs> 
who will also like if you do family portraits as well which some people do and some make the decision not to and I totally respect both sides of it but for the but speaking to those who who do you want to make a client out of these guys for life I mean like you said it's yeah. just like yeah that's what that's I did what yeah you want. I'd rather have the same family photographer which we do she's amazing Linda with awesome sauce and we want her forever <laughs> period and and you know you want to continue right. that relationship over the years and so surprise and delight and really thinking about those pain points like you you know for those who go from wedding to baby my god having a as having a six-year-old myself remembering those newborn days we talk about finding pain points I mean how much time do you have to talk about all the woes of having a newborn you know there's that's a perfect opportunity to do some sort of fun like first month survival kit for having a newborn like unexpected stuff you know that's that's when that Starbucks app really that's when I want coffee (laughs) yeah Oh yeah, that's yeah. Really good. <laughs> I just like me, I think back. I just had a friend who had a baby, and I just I, it's as cute as they are. I just shudder at the horrors of not sleeping. And so, think of the things that you could do. I mean, that's the time where maybe movie tickets don't don't work as well, but caffeine does, or some you know, just something easy like an at home date night sort of thing. Yeah, or even like takeout. Oh, yes. I like when we had when I had my daughter, you know, the first month, it was like we didn't have time to cook. Like mm-hmm. it was just not happening. And people would bring us they brought mm-hmm. us food and and then that was such a, a pain point relief that every time one of our friends has a baby, we bring them like stuff to mm-hmm. reheat and they oh, are so yes. thankful because you know now that you know like that's a pain point you're like here you're not gonna have time to yeah girl like here's a lasagna here's a lasagna it'll last a no, week absolutely and that's <laughs> the biggest thing with and in you know to that point it, it's so funny I talked about surprise and delight to this awesome DJ group in Vegas it was last fall it was this really great group and one of the guys raises his hands he's like well listen you know I offer and send out all these massage gift certificates and like literally I'll send out a hundred but only one gets used and I said well you need to get into the mindset of with surprise and delight of get, you have to get into their mindset. I mean, I personally don't get me wrong. A massage would be amazing, but I don't have an hour to go get a massage. I genuinely do not most of the time. And so a lot of people don't in the wedding season. And so what could you be doing for them? That's yeah. more realistic. Um, I have this, you know, with one of my favorites, which I'm going to give you my, my secret sauce of one of my favorite, like quickie surprise and delight is uh papersource.com has this hilarious beauty kit that you're supposed to use in front of watching Netflix. It's like for people who are binge, it's a binge watching beauty kit. And I'm like, that is what I can like, I might have an hour plus plus to go get a massage and drive there and sit there, but I can watch Netflix for 45 minutes and do my nails. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I love that. Yeah, That's I, awesome. Oh, yeah, good tip I, again, Megan. Yeah. I was drop say, in the heat. Let me love give it. you all the things. <laughs> I love that. So look, what about referrals? Like how, how oh. does that work? Because this is like a topic that, or yeah, a topic that I've never really done before, but I've started to do with my family mm-hmm. clients where if they refer me to a new client, they get X amount off or stuff like that. Is that sort of surprise uh, right, right. or is that just a different yeah, that's kind a of different thing? part of marketing? That's more like referral and, and not quite affiliate. That's but you know what I mean? That that's a different piece. It's so hard for me to speak to that because I personally personally am not incentivized by that. I'm more like I'd rather okay. if there's someone great who's amazing at what they do, I'd rather just refer it and and I, I don't care if I get a discount. Not because it's just like I'm gonna use that person anyway, so it, it doesn't really 
really. And, and I am one person of billions. So surprise and delight on referrals, yeah. where I think it works really well is if you're looking to introduce yourself to a, you're either introducing yourself to someone who could be in a position to refer business to you, or you really want to solidify a relationship that maybe is like, just starting out. And so it kind of goes back to that whole, you know, planner comes over and does our cars because it's like that, that, that was so unexpected and really hit a pain point of ours. Um, It's also a great way. And I'll give you a very, like a, a really good photography specific surprise and delight. I had a client who is just She's a fabulous photographer. She's not only that, but she's not only talented, but she has a great personality. And let's be honest, on the weekends at what no one wants to be there for 10 to 12. I mean, <clears throat> it's our job, but it's like, oh, it's another Saturday too. And so you need someone who's kind of fun to be around. She has great branding and she's very up and coming. But she was in a crowded market and she's like, Megan, I know I could do good work in front, like at these places, but I, can't, I don't know how to really get in front of them to increase the referrals. Like if they, and networking is a great way to like keep meeting people, but she needed to make a splash quicker. So what she did is mm-hmm. she put this package together It was, and she actually did it all in house. So it, it was, did not cost a ton. You can get on Amazon, like mailing, mailing is a great way to do surprise and delight because no one expects mail outside of like bills or the IRS or something, you know what I mean? Like I don't get any. Yeah. And so she got these boxes. Um, I've, I've priced them out for a dollar each on Amazon where it's just like a white mailing mailing box. And um, she did the DIY on the interior, which if you're crafty, you can, um, she has a black and white kind of motif and branding. And what she, she did the whole, it's from Park, Parks and Rec, which I didn't figure out for about six years, but the, the treat yourself or treat yourself. So it was like that. Yeah. Treat when, yourself. When she first yeah. told me, I, she's younger than me. And so I tried to be like, oh yeah, I totally get it. And then I didn't. And then I had to like look it up. And then when I finally saw the episode six years later, I messaged her and be like, now I super get it though. And so she did, it was, she worked with, um, she was focused on planners, all of which whom it happened to be female. And so she did this whole postseason. She did this really great mini lipstick, a succulent, um, some fun little like just little beauty thing like nothing way over top but it was very cute and then she did one photo strip of her photos she did not push her surfaces but she did a handwritten note and said hey it's the end of the season wanted to wish you like congrats on finishing up wanted you to end on the strong note with this and it was a great way to like splash get right in front of someone because when you do networking there's so we could talk about networking for another hour and it but as much as it's great to network there's not as much of a splash doing a handshake and meeting someone versus sending them some really fun custom package at the end of the wedding season. So that's a great example. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. It's a good, it's a really good idea. Like, I feel like all my idea juices are moving right now. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this or do that or do this. So yeah, this is really, really good. So can you share, okay. So like the last thing is I, I'm always like to give my audience and my listeners like three like tips that are really like tangible and that they can really like um, yeah. implement. So, you know, can you share three tips on building a good surprise and delight strategy um, into their, into your work? Absolutely. Workflow? First and foremost, I know I'm saying this again, but I, but saying this again or repeating myself shows you how important I feel this is first answer the why first and foremost. Why in the world do I want to do this? Not because, oh, I just really love DIY projects and I want to send out a bunch of lipsticks. That's not, no. Answer the why. Take, I'm a big fan of block scheduling. Block out an hour and really dig in with yourself and a cappuccino or whatever your poison, not wine because 
if you have wine, it just your ideas go off the <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> There's some good ideas that come out of wine, but but usually you gotta be careful. So you go off the rails. So you know, answer the why. Why in the world um, do I want it? What has to happen again for this to be a success? Next, target an audience. Today we talked about three very clear different audiences. I say be reasonable. Take small bites. Pick one. Is it going to be a venue or a planner or something where you can get in front of them for the first time or one of the first times? Is it going to be current clients? You want to elevate that experience? Do you want to do a surprise and delight to past clients, especially if you want to continue on and be like their family photographer, things like that. So pick your audience and answer the why. Pick pick your audience, then go ahead and discover their pain points. Get into their mindset because surprise and delight, again, guys, it's not about thank you you know, gratitude things, which is still another thing that's good to do. Instead, this is about what's a pain point, whether you have a cold and Kleenex sends you something or whatever, what's a pain point of being in an engaged couple? Like what, what are some points where you're pulling your hair out? What is a pain point of being a wedding professional, which you guys know intimately, of course, being in that space. What's a pain point of post-marriage? It could be, oh, I've got the wedding blues. You know what I mean? Because I like, don't even think, right, the yeah. you know, so what, what can you do to kind of play off of that, riff off of that? And, and once you discover the pain points, that's when a plan starts to come together. If I can, you have to give me a 3.5. My 3.5 is evaluate, 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 or even test, test, just make sure there needs to be a, a little bit of a science behind it because if we throw things against the wall to see what sticks you're wasting time and money it does not make sense to take that route right yeah and I think maybe a tip would be um, like to, for your financial investment you know maybe you set aside you know a hundred dollars a month or you start saving to yes. sort of make your surprise and delight so at the time when you're going to do it it's not that yes. big of a burden um, and, and another, you know, maybe a thought is that if you get a tip, you save it for your, for your surprises, you know, cause sometimes people are like, what do I do with my tips? It's like a uh, vacation or maybe use it, put it right back in the company and like put it towards your yeah, marketing. Absolutely. You can do it like that. And, and that's a good, you know, with us in knowing we had about six months lead time with the Royal wedding. And so to be able to drop thousands of dollars on this crazy wedding media kit, we at least had time to do a little bit of savings. And then I actually redirected some costs and moved some of my budgets around. Um, I'm a big fan of like really knowing what the ROI is with your marketing and PR and advertising. And so I was able to pull out of things that were a little less successful and, and rearrange some money because I had six months to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's smart. Awesome. Oh my God. Megan, this Yay, has been so, so much, much fun. fun. I love this topic. Thank you so Thank you. much. This is so good. I mean, I think everyone listening can get like some aha Absolutely. moments. And just be like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try that and, and see how the reactions go. Thank Absolutely. you so much. It's I'm so, so my excited. Pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So let's tell everybody where they can find out more about you, your company, sure. your services, you can find and me. where they can okay, find you I online. Everywhere online. So you can find me at OFTConsulting.com. <laughs> That's my retainer services. I also have a wedding PR membership. It's kind of my small business friendly approach to PR. So that's at OFDCollective.com. So for folks looking for ongoing press leads and office hours with me, and, and it's really fun to dip your toes over there into those waters. Um, online for social, you can find me anywhere at OFD Consulting. Um, occasional cap pics will pop up so just be forewarned that <laughs> my cat ladiness <laughs> I can only muffle it for so long and so you can find me anywhere around there too 
Awesome. Great. And all this information and all of Megan's links will be in the show notes. You guys could just pop over there. Um, be sure to say hi on Instagram and let her know that you yes. listen to the show. Thank you Thank so you. much. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, that's it, you guys. Thanks so much for being here. I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Megan. It was so much fun. Thank you for being on the show. We love you. And um, it was it was great. I really learned a lot. And Surprise and Delight is definitely on my list of things to accomplish. Uh, I would definitely want to incorporate more of those um, sort of surprise moments to my couples. I think it's really fun. So um, if you guys want to find out more about Megan and her company, you can visit her at ofdconsulting.com. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook and uh, as a bonus for my listeners there's a link in the bio sorry in the show notes where you guys can click and she actually included an extra presentation if you guys wanted to learn more so how nice is that and if you made it to the end it's a bonus for you so definitely click on the link in the bio sorry in the show notes I said that twice (laughs) and um, tell her that you like the podcast and what you guys thought she would love to hear from you So thank you so much for listening and I can't wait to share our next cup of tea together. Bye you guys.